Down to Florida We welcome you to the Sunshine State They're kicking back and soaking up the rays Every day Hello, this is Sydney Moon And welcome to the Holiday Moons Podcast Where we share our love for the holidays with you year round this is Cole, and I'm going to be talking about my recent vacation down to Tampa Bay. This is Beth. I'm going to be talking about some international honeymoon destinations. And this is Randy. I will be continuing my all-American summer food miniseries with hamburgers. Yum. Now, right. you may hear some little bells tinkling in our podcast. Not sure if you'll be able to hear it, but we have a, a new a member of the Moon family with us today. Cindy, would you like to introduce our new member? Yes. Um, her name is Noelle, and she is a little 10-week-old Yorkie Poo puppy. She is adorable, and she's Just like... Distracting all of us. I know. Distracting all of us, but also she's like the most chill puppy. We literally got her yesterday, and she's the most chill puppy I've ever met. Yeah. And she's already gotten really attached to me, so that's she's, a good sign. She's already magnetized to yeah. Sydney. If yeah. Sydney walks away, the puppy is going to be wanting to run after her, yeah. staring up at her adoringly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's doing that right now. It's adorable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Sydney and Beth went Thursday to Ohio to pick her up. Um, they actually picked her up Friday morning early and then drove back. So she, this is just day two of Noelle being part of our Moon family. So she's still getting used to... All of us, although she's super used to Sydney already, she uh, <laughs> she's very, very decidedly in Sydney's court when it comes to who she wants to be with. Yes. So if Sydney goes to the bathroom, <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, she's looking for like where did Sydney go? And is in a, a panicked, yes, frantic search for Sydney. <laughs> yes. And uh, Sydney had her first night at her apartment with Noelle. How did that go? It didn't go as bad as I thought it was going to. Yeah. She decidedly, um, so I put her in a crate, and um, she wasn't very happy about it. So I had to snuggle with her when I got up in the morning. But um, yeah, she's doing really well. Yes, because Sydney is crate training her. Sydney's not giving in to the cuteness and doing the responsible thing as a pet owner. Yes. Yeah. But it is. it would be hard for me not to give in to the cuteness. Oh, let, I know. And let yeah. the puppy sleep in bed with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she Eventually, does. she'll get there. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't really howl as much as squeaks. Oh, my goodness. She can squeak really loud, though, when she wants to. Yeah. Yeah. So, she's adorable, and we're super happy to have her part of the Moon family. Yeah. She's, Sydney's holding her. She's just looking adoringly up. As we mentioned last week in our last podcast, Cole took his trip to Tampa, and he'll actually be doing a trip report as part of his um, topic this week. Tomorrow is Mother's Day, so happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there and to all of your moms. So hope you have a good Mother's Day. We're actually celebrating Mother's Day today for Beth. Right. We actually hope they had a nice Mother's Day by the time this comes out. That's true. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) It'll be two weeks out. Yep. And my birthday is the following weekend, so you can wish me happy birthday as well. (laughs) Happy birthday. Happy birthday. That's right. And last week it got pretty cold. It's surprisingly chill for May as far as the temperature goes. Very chilly out. Yep. Yeah, which is unfortunate because when I got back, when I got back from Tampa, the two days after I got back were both very warm and very nice. And that progressively started getting colder. Right. And I was like, this is why I was in Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's funny. 
And this is why I love living in Virginia. Yep, and I think we've talked about that before. We're very different people when it comes to temperature. Yes. Yep. Um, you're much more temperate weather, kind right. of warm to chilly. I, that seems to be your sweet spot of yes. not like cold and not warm, yeah. like hot. Right. I'm like 65 to 70, or even 75 if there's no humidity. 65 to maybe 60 to 70. Uh, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Cooler. It was uh, floating around 85 or so in Tampa when we went. That's Which hot. was, well, I mean, that's not that hot. You know who else was floating around in Tampa? Alligators. 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 <laughs> um, more like meandering through the, <laughs> casually through the swamps. I actually didn't see any alligators when I was in Tampa. Very disappointing. But that is largely because you guys were awesome and for my birthday this year sprung uh, for a hotel in Clearwater. Uh, and if you don't know where Clearwater is, it's on the left side of, it's not in Tampa proper, it's on the left side, like right on the Gulf. Right on the Gulf Coast. Right, right on the Gulf Coast. So, largely, we didn't see any alligators because we weren't in, like, Florida proper. We would have been more likely to see a shark than an alligator right. because we were right on two blocks from the beach. Actually, I don't even, I'm not even sure if it was two blocks from the beach. Easy walking distance yeah. of the beach, which was Clearwater Beach. So, it was a free beach that was open 24-7. Um, that we could just go to. We went down several times in the evenings to, meaning at night, to, to walk along the beach. For the trip, we decided we would drive one day, stay three days, and then drive another day. Yeah, so the drive days were long. Exactly, yeah. So those were about 15 hours or so, 15, 16 hours. But it was three of us going. It was me, my girlfriend, and my roommate. We tried to get my other roommate to go, but he had other family plans going on. On the way, the evening before we left, my girlfriend got really sick. It's like a stomach bug or something. Yeah, like a stomach bug, food poisoning, something like that. So, on the drive, it was a little miserable mm, because thing. she was in the back seat just being sick without going into too much detail right, yeah. there. Um, so, me and my roommate split the drive. I drove for about nine and a half hours. He drove... Um, for about five or so down. So that was really nice to split that drive between us. Really makes the time go by just so much faster. Yeah. And on the way back, my girlfriend was good again, so we were able to split it a lot more between the three of us, which was really nice. So we got to we got to Tampa and decided that we would kind of chill for two of the days and go out and do things for one of the days. Now, chilling meant something a little different to a few of us. <laughs> because, you know, I've mentioned before, I really like to relax on vacation. But to me, we're at the beach. I want to go relax, like, out on the beach. Right, because it's different. Yeah. For my girlfriend, that sometimes meant just relaxing in the hotel, which didn't make sense to me, because we could walk <laughs> to the beach. Very easily. And I was like, why don't you just get your books and walk out to the beach with me? And she was like, this is my vacation. I want to just stay in the hotel room <laughs> for a few hours. And I was like, fine, I'm going out to the beach. But there was get to do your own yeah. thing then. But there was a great strip that you could walk to. There was a million surf bars and surf shops and 
there was a bar that was owned by Hulk Hogan, oh, which was funny. really, really big there. They had a, like a Hulk statue out front. Yeah, so for the first day that we were there and the last day that we were there, we kind of just spent it chilling and relaxing on the last day. My roommate and I went for a hike up the beach. Um, if you walked up the beach for about an hour, you would reach the Clearwater National Park. And then you could just go through the National Park too, which was gorgeous. It was really hard on your feet, though, because you went from the sand that was like rock hard, flat surface, to super uneven kind of dune-like sand. So our feet like hurt a lot by the time we got back. And that was the point when my girlfriend was just in the hotel room wanting to chill for a while. Um, she said that she watched all of the Hunger Games movies, <laughs> <laughs> which were on TV. And then the second day, the day in between, we decided we wanted to go into Tampa proper and do something. So we thought about a few different things, but settled on going to the Florida Aquarium. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so I got us tickets for that, driving, you know, I used ways to kind of find our way there. It is funny because right outside, kind of in the general vicinity of the aquarium, there was a roundabout, and there was a guy who was clearly there directing traffic to the aquarium. So I pulled up and rolled down my window, and he said, you know, are you going to the aquarium? I said, yeah. So then he directed me in a direction, which was a horribly wrong direction. <laughs> like, we, we like, because you, you had to reserve a time slot. So we like just made it in time okay. because this guy had directed us somewhere else. We got stuck at a, a light for 15 minutes. The light did not turn. We, I managed to just find a way to get out, but the light would not turn green, period. I don't, it, it was probably more like 10 minutes than 15. But Still, that's a long time to sit in one spot. It was a long time to sit in one spot. But we managed to get there, and the Florida Aquarium was great out Actually, correction, we did see alligators in Tampa. They were in the Florida Aquarium. So they had a little, like, Madagascar section with turtles and uh, lemurs and stuff. And, you know, all the stuff that you'd expect from uh, an aquarium, too. They had a tank where you could touch stingrays that were floating around. So all of us did that. And it was a lot of fun. You had seahorses and sea dragons, which looked pretty cool. Yes. You yep. had a great picture of a shark. Yeah, there was a shark oh who was just kind of floating at eye level looking at people yeah, uh, with his mouth crazy. like a little open yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. the teeth Yeah, it was like out. it was either hungry or it was photogenic because it was just right there yeah. nicely hanging out yeah. for the picture. So that was good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah uh, it looked we, like you were a target. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was looking, right? It, it wasn't just floating by like mm-hmm. a lot of times. Like it would literally had turned. It was facing yep. the... Yeah. Uh, glass. The person yeah. on the other side. Right? And um, that was a particularly big tank, and there was a lot of things in it. There were stingrays in it. There was barracudas in it. And so I guess that was the no-no fish That's right. tank. <laughs> That's right. The tank you don't want to fall into. Um, yes. Yeah. But there was a, a... I'm not sure. I don't think I got a video or picture of it, but there was a huge sea turtle that also went by oh, in that oh, tank nice. uh, later, mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun. So the Florida Aquarium was great. It didn't have a whole lot of food, so we had to kind of improvise as far as finding somewhere to eat. 
my roommate and I both had Choco Tacos at the aquarium. So what are, is that chocolate tacos? So it's like a, um, it's shaped like a taco, but the, It's like, like waffle cone? Yeah, it's like but waffle chocolate. cone, okay. but like chocolate and stuff yeah. in, on the inside. I never had one before. He said he really liked them, so I got one. Okay. Uh, and it was, it was fantastic. Was it? Um, yeah. <laughs> it sounded good. I was like, mm, um, Yeah, it was, it was really maybe, good. I want a choco taco. Oh, you, you would love a choco taco. <laughs> yeah. So it was like vanilla ice cream and then chocolate, like coating on top of stuff yeah. too. After the aquarium, we wanted to find somewhere to eat, and everywhere was between like a forty-five minute to an hour wait time um, because it was Saturday evening and it was in yeah. Tampa. So we ended up going to a, I think it was called like the a bait shack, something like that. But it was like a little bar restaurant thing. That was jutting out over the water, looking into the Gulf. So nice. the thing that was great about Tampa was for a big tourist hotspot, you expect the food and merchandise and everything to be really expensive. Because you're used to going to Disney. Because I'm I'm used to going to <laughs> Disney. I'm not exclusively because I'm used to going to Disney. But I also have is, life experience. Yes. Um but it was very, very reasonably <laughs> Price and it was so nice. fantastic food too. It had a lot of, obviously a lot of seafood, but a lot of Cajun seafood and grilled, like seafood and stuff. Because a lot of times, places, the special of the day would be whatever they caught that day. So great. So it would all be really fresh too. So I think the most I paid for any one like entree was like fourteen dollars, um, which crazy. is crazy for somewhere like Clearwater, yeah, um, which is a huge tourist destination was the beach itself and the hotel area itself very busy you went the weekend of your birthday which was the end of april and then may it turned may that weekend so was that a busy time or not really uh it wasn't bad no i mean it's a beach so there were people there but it wasn't hard to find a spot it wasn't like all backed up all the way up the beach nice we could walk for a little while and really easily find a clear spot we spent a lot of time in the water the first day I got a little bit of sunburn on my shoulders. It hurt a little bit, but only when I like put my arms up completely, yeah. which there's virtually no reason for me to do that. So let's see if it still hurts. Other than <laughs> a signal touchdown. I, I know, that's what I was thinking. Other than if I was uh, coaching or uh, refing a uh, Kiwi. local football. Kiwi team. Yeah, Kiwi, <laughs> Kiwi team to, to do touchdown, but... No, Ryan, my uh, roommate, he got a ton of sunburn. He also forgot to put sunblock on his face. Ooh. And, like, the backs of his calves. Oh. So those were both bright red. <laughs> so uh, we often, the listener doesn't know this, but we often have drinks for each of us during the podcast because we get thirsty and you're talking a lot. Yeah. So today, Cole has a different drink than normal. Yeah, my roommate and I love to try different kinds of beer if we go to a new place. We always try to find something that we haven't had before, which was great in Tampa because every place that we went had some like local thing that we haven't tried before. So I brought back a bunch of different stuff from Florida that I haven't seen before here in Virginia, uh, and I brought back a... Positively Florida, funky Buddha, Floridian uh, Hefeweizen beer, <laughs> which is, I brought that over today. It's a lot of 
uh, font. It does say Floridian on it, it does, too. It does. So it's, it's very bright, colorful can. It is, it is can. very bright and colorful can uh, with little little sharks and surfer <laughs> people and palm trees and stuff on it. Uh, bright yellow with, like, blue text and stuff. So think very surf Floridian. Yes, exactly. Kind of, yeah. uh, kind of thing there, so... Would I recommend Tampa? Yes, obviously. I recommend it for visiting, living, settling down, buying real estate. <laughs> so the funny wow. thing is, is you've not been to Tampa before, but you, you had picked Tampa as where you wanted to go to. So is it what you expected? Yeah, yeah. Tampa was Tampa was gorgeous. And it's interesting in Tampa because like Orlando's kind of one big block. And Tampa, because it's a bay has got a ton of really long bridges going between spot to spot to spot. So driving on the bridges, first of all, was beautiful because they're all lined with palm trees and you can like see, as we were driving in, we could see the sunset over the palm trees, which was amazing. But another neat thing about these bridges is that there's sand on either side of them and you can pull off and just park your car. Oh, and like go fish or just sit like on really? the on so they're the, not suspension so it's, so bridges. So it's not suspension bridges. Yeah. It's like built land, like, like a land. So bridge, artificially yeah. made land bridges Neat. across, and a lot of them, some of them have suspension parts because yeah. obviously boats have to get back yeah. and forth. But for the most part, it's these land bridges. Neat. That's just neat. Um, which are beautiful, and the palm trees everywhere are gorgeous too and the weather was fantastic it's probably too hot for you no (laughs) not even a little bit honestly a lot of points i don't think would have been too hot for mom either because it got really cool there was the the sea breeze too that makes a big difference and the sea breeze keeps away the bugs we we actually we actually didn't get any bug bites in florida we got bug bites when we stopped at a gas station in north carolina (laughs) Opened the door for a second <laughs> to get out, and like three mosquitoes flew in. Oh, man. So the entire time we were in Florida, which, you know, I guess has the reputation of being like swampy. Right, buggy. yeah. Yeah. Well, they're releasing this year those genetically modified mosquitoes that can't breed. So in order to... You can't have little mosquitoes. Right, in order to try babies. to reduce the amount of mosquitoes down there... They created these genetically modified mosquitoes that they're releasing. And that's a big deal down in Florida because some people are all for it. Some people are like, we shouldn't be modifying, like, not really understanding what we're doing. This is like a big experiment. But it (laughs) is mosquitoes. Is the idea that the mosquitoes are going to try to breed instead and but can't? Yes. Like, what is is the idea of reducing population? Because for now, just what you're saying... It sounds like you're just adding mosquitoes. <laughs> right. With the intent that the numbers will go down, though, over time. Okay, because they'll try to breed, but they can't. Right. Okay. Nice. Interesting. I like that experiment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. I'm all for mosquitoes being eliminated. Something that you don't want to have to deal with on your honeymoon is mosquitoes. True. So. That is another or good any reason. Time. Or any time. So you That's could go true. to Tampa for your honeymoon if you wanted to. You could. Yeah. Oh, another fun thing is uh, a lot of a lot of Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady related <laughs> stuff yes. all over the bars in particular. And yeah, you sent several pictures. So He's funny. definitely invaded the area. That's yes, for sure. <laughs> His it face has. has. As um, as I was driving, 
you'd see like a huge banner covering an entire building that said Tampa Bay Buccaneers Super Bowl champions and then, you know, have the Buccaneers pirate flag yeah. logo there. So that was a, a lot of fun to see too. In Tampa in general, pirates seem to be their thing because there's a lot of like not Buccaneers specifically, but pirate related yeah. Yeah. paraphernalia. Um, a lot of the boats that we saw in Clearwater Beach were flying pirate flags as, oh, they, that's funny. as they were sailing around. Did you see Tom Brady walking around? No, no. I saw him in the window of a bar. He was very still. <laughs> very flat looking? Very flat looking. <laughs> but I was just like, you know, I haven't met Tom before. He could just look like this. No, he right. was in his full uh, football gear. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which I'm sure that's how he walks yes, around in general. Yeah, ready to throw a football. Very still, <laughs> waiting for his moment. That's right. As a big football fan, that's always fun to see a city appreciating their team yeah. uh, in a way that's not Philadelphia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so a couple weeks ago, I talked about ways to celebrate anniversaries. During the last podcast, it was honeymoon destinations in the U.S. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about some honeymoon destinations internationally. Now, I don't think that I uh, was here last time for your right. for your topic. Can't anywhere be a honeymoon destination? It can. If you're in love, anywhere can be a honeymoon but destination. But should it? Right. <laughs> so according to U.S. News Travel, that's the one I landed on, and I'm just going to tell you some of these. These same destinations were in a lot of different places, though. One of the best ones is St. Lucia. If you're seeking a luxurious Caribbean honeymoon, look no further than St. Lucia. You'll find white sand beaches and lush mountains dotted with boutique resorts. Should you need a break from the sand, visit the natural attractions such as the Pythons, Sulphur Springs, and Diamond Falls Botanical Gardens. You and your sweetie will love hiking, taking mud baths, and relaxing together in geothermal pools. So, that sounds like fun. Go on to some other ones. Another one was Bora Bora. Oh. It's not boring, boring. <laughs> <laughs> Bora Bora's jaw-dropping scenery is just the tip of the iceberg, or rather, the volcano. Newlyweds have their pick of gorgeous beaches and lagoons for sunbathing, snorkeling, and sailing, plus luxurious spas and romantic overwater bungalows. Hotel rates on this French Polynesian island are high, but honeymooning between December and March or on a cruise through the Pacific Ocean can help cut costs. Another fun destination is the Maldives. If you and your sweetheart truly want to get away from it all, head to the Maldives. This remote island chain in the Indian Ocean overflows with seclusion and romance. Each resort's extravagant services and amenities will make you never want to leave your private bungalow. When you're ready to venture out, visit the Maldives' tranquil beaches and spas or stroll through the tiny capital city. Now, the thing I like about this is it talks about seclusion. Because <laughs> a lot of these places are not going to be secluded. They're going um, to be very busy. And the Maldives in particular are really known for their like snorkeling and kind of ocean-related activities. Well, another, yeah, area. so there will be a lot of fun things yeah. to do. So if you're a water person. Right. Yeah. This would be the place to hit. A lot of these are tropical places. Yeah. Apparently those are the places that honeymooners want to go. Right. Like you don't have a 
do you want to get away to a snowy paradise? Siberia might be the place <laughs> right. for, for exactly you. as beautiful as Siberia can be. Right. So another one is Fiji. Fiji's serene beaches offer complete seclusion for postnuptial relaxation. Luxe resorts and activities like snorkeling with manta rays and surfing will likely be the experiences you and your new spouse won't soon forget. And there is also a couple's massage on the beach. The Amalfi Coast is known for the colorful villages, crystal clear water, and rugged shoreline. They help make this part of Italy a one-of-a-kind honeymoon destination. Couples can explore on foot or by boat or simply spend their vacation relaxing in one of the region's 100 beaches. For a real treat, duos can have a romantic candlelit dinner in the gardens or on the terrace of a charming villa. To avoid rubbing elbows with hordes of tourists, try not to visit in the summer months. Good advice. Tahiti. French Polynesia's largest island is sometimes overlooked by newlyweds, but it's just as romantic as more popular honeymoon locales. Hole up in a secluded resort and sunbathe on dark sand beaches or head to the capital to sample world-class cuisine and revel in the nightlife. Couples honeymooning between May and October will enjoy the best weather, but that's when you have to deal with the crowds and high cost of hotels. True. Santorini. We were, we've been at Santorini and it is just beautiful. Known for its brilliant sunsets, rich Greek food, and romantic hotels, Santorini, Greece is almost tailor-made for newlyweds. Honeymooners can lounge on red and black sand beaches before taking in ancient ruins. Wine aficionados will love sampling wine at the island's wineries, and those who enjoy boating should consider taking a catamaran cruise around the caldera. So that sounds like a lot of fun. I would love to see the red and black sand beaches. I don't remember seeing those. No, because we only went, we went as part of a cruise and they had very select places that we went to. So we actually took a bus around the island to get to where we were going because it's a very, um, where you go into park for your cruise ships and then you take a smaller boat over and you get on buses. It's like this switchback crazy uh, ride to get up to the top and then kind of you have to go behind the city and then back around so yeah uh, you get to see some of the land back there so i could see doing a a whole time there but um i would probably do it as part of a maybe island hopping a little bit to see some of the other a cruise or just you know choose a few islands to go to because there's just a lot to see in that area there is although limiting it to just one could make it be a lovely honeymoon because difference between Of the relaxing vacation (laughs) slash honeymoon and the doer vacation slash honeymoon. Exactly. Another one that looked fun and interesting is Tuscany, Italy. From luxury villas to aromatic cuisine, Italy's countryside teems with romance. Honeymooners can visit less crowded cities like Siena and Lucca before checking out the world-renowned Leaning Tower of Pisa. No matter which Tuscan vacation you choose, you'll find an abundance of sprawling vineyards and cascading hills where you can settle in for a flavorful meal and a shared bottle of wine. It's it's funny because you've mentioned two places from Italy. Yes. And I feel like neither of those are the most stereotypical or yeah. commonly thought of right. honeymoon destination in Italy. Right. I'd love to go to Tuscany, Italy sometime. Oh, yeah. There's lots of places you... in Italy I'd like to yeah. get there. I know. I feel like... Um, Venice yes. is is the one that everyone thinks of right. when yeah. they think yeah. of. I'm taking yeah. a honeymoon trip to to Italy. With, right. 
And you can um, do with that. The canals and yes. the, yeah. Yes. It's sort of the uh, quintessentially romantic right. city in yeah. Italy. Interestingly, I just saw this photo in this article and it had the boats in Venice and the people that row the boats through the Venice canals. What are they called? I think it's a gondolier. A gondolier. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I got that from Scooby Doo. <laughs> you got that from where, Sydney? Scooby Doo. Oh, okay. There's a, an Italian episode. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So, Scooby Doo can give you culture. Yeah. So, it had a picture of a gondolier, and he, it was, he was just sitting there. He had just come through, like, under one of the overpasses, and there was an elderly couple in front of him, and they were both sound asleep. And he was just smiling. And then somebody took the picture. And it's like, this is why you should travel when you're younger. Yeah, I've seen that before. It's funny. <laughs> it was adorable. The last one that I'm going to talk about today is the British Virgin Islands. Newlyweds who dream of spending their days on the water and their nights in a high-end hotel should consider celebrating their nuptials in the British Virgin Islands. Known for its top-notch sailing and diving, this collection of Caribbean islands is also home to private island resorts, where duos can cozy up in a hammock and sip cocktails on the beach. For the most seclusion and to see flocks of flamingos, head to Anagata. So that is a wrap-up of some fun places. Now, there are so many more that you could look at and I'm sure that if you want to do an international honeymoon that you would do your own research but maybe this has given you some ideas to either honeymoon or just visit I know that did it for me I was looking at Tuscany Italy thinking we've been to Italy and some different places but I would really like to go to Tuscany before COVID hit I was planning on taking a trip to Naples Italy Naples Campania Cappadocia no, it's not Calabria. Calabria and Calabria. Because that's where um, Dad's side, we have our Italian family comes from. So we were going to go enjoy the, you know, landscape and city and see if we bump into anyone that had the same last name as... <laughs> or somebody that looks like Italian, you. Anyone that looks... <laughs> you, that's where we go over and you see uh, someone running a shop that looks exactly like you. And it's like, wait a minute! <laughs> But with, a, like, a large mustache. <laughs> um, so, yeah, going to... I mean, anywhere you go in Italy, I feel it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, but going to Naples is still on my uh, my agenda. The other thing to think about, too, is, unfortunately, right now, the COVID situation. Right. So, anywhere you go, if you can find a secluded area, then it can... You know, if it's just you and your spouse, then... It's a little easier to be non-masked. Than yeah, you... and right now, as of this recording in early May, the Central to South America, that whole area is opening up more. Okay. Um, so I know people are starting to take trips down through Caribbean, through Central America, and even South America. Um, the, the other parts you mentioned aren't as far along, so it depends on when your when your wedding is and you know, when you're planning to honeymoon. So, yeah, definitely look and leave your plans a bit flexible at this point. Yeah. But on a positive note, there's always Disney World. Always, <laughs> That's right. Always you can Disney visit World. many lands, and international lands. So many countries. And, Disney, and Disneyland opened as well. That's that's oh. true, technically. Like, But, I mean, you could go to Disney World. Which has all the lands. Which has, yeah, all the lands. Right. I didn't know Disneyland opened. Yeah, it just recently opened again. 
Good. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. <laughs> Disneyland in California, I should say. Because there is Disneyland Paris, Disneyland Tokyo. Oh, okay. Yeah, so this is true. specifically the original Disneyland. So I know for me, one of the things that I like to eat when I'm traveling and even like on honeymoons would be hamburgers. Mm, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> That's true. They're, they're a good food to have. When I was in Tampa, I had a blue cheese, like, Bay hamburger thing. Thing. It was a hamburger. <laughs> it was not a hamburger adjacent thing. It was a hamburger, but it was in with Cajun sauce on it. It was incredible. So hamburgers are always a great safe go-to for great all-American food on the go. True. Right. For, they your, can be, for your honeymoon. And they can. Ha- there's a variety of toppings you can put on there. Mm-hmm. So in my second episode for my mini-series on all-American summer foods. I'm talking about hamburgers. Last week, I talked about hot dogs. So as we move into the warmer part of the year, again, we start thinking about barbecues and gatherings and summer-like food, and hamburgers are certainly in that category of foods. Last week, I talked about hot dogs and the kind of the unknown exact origin of when the hot dog, as we know it in America, came to be. It's definitely an Americanized thing. The hamburger is kind of the same way. It has roots in Europe, like the hot dog did, uh, but it became its own thing in the United States. So for you three, what would you say your favorite hamburger build is? Um, Hamburger and ketchup. For a hot dog, it would be hamburger, ketchup, and mustard, but for hamburgers, it's just ketchup. So for me, I think it's, first of all, bottom layer bun, (laughs) then hamburger patty, and then Swiss cheese, and then provolone cheese, and then uh, lettuce, tomato, mushroom, olive, other bun. How about condiment? Mm, That's true. Ketchup. Ketchup. But if it's got a, like, uh, if we've got some kind of sauce, like I said, the Cajun sauce or something available, um, in that case, I would probably nix the tomato, mushroom, and olive to just let the sauce kind of take control of you know what that would be i mean i'm flexible i love all different kinds of burgers um, but i think mushroom mushroom swiss tends to be what i love the most yeah but like i said any kind of like hamburger uh hamburger sauce that the uh restaurants have like their own special stuff i enjoy love trying out yeah um for me i would say if we're at home hamburgers have a ketchup, mustard, and dill pickle ovals on them. Mm. So now, no bun. <laughs> the bun is included because of course. It's, it's you have to. It's the build, so you have to specify. All right. Well, if I'm out somewhere, my preference is bun, hamburger, <laughs> avocados. Oh yeah, and ranch dressing. Ooh. Yeah, I yeah. think usually they add like some sort of like Swiss or cheese or something like that. Sometimes Swiss cheese, yeah, and sometimes they add um, lettuce and tomato, mm-hmm. and that's also very good. So I'll yeah. add it in there. Sure, lettuce, tomato, but a lot of avocado. Yeah, yeah, not not don't skip on it. Right, and have a side of ranch. Mm-hmm. I'll have yeah. a side of ranch to add more ranch to it. Oh, so mine's pretty yeah. similar to Cole's. It's bun, burger, Swiss cheese, mushrooms. But I like mayo on mine before you get to the top bun. Mm. So 
So there's lots of different ways to eat a hamburger. We talked about some different ways to eat a hot dog last week, and there aren't as many varieties. There's several, but not as many varieties. And last week we found out what the three of us like when it comes to the hot dog. So Cole, you weren't here. What what is your hot dog build, basically? Uh, so I am a little more unusual than general, I suppose. I like hot dog, Swiss or provolone, cheese, green peppers, black olives, and ketchup on top of it. Yeah, that is unusual. And we found out last <laughs> week that the organization that oversees hot dogs does not approve the use of ketchup for anyone over the age of 18. So, sorry. Yeah, so, oh. I'm, out, I'm out there, too. So, what's but... it? Does not approve. <laughs> I know. It was, it was the etiquette, the hot dog etiquette. Anyways, on to hamburgers. So, we don't really know who the true burger originator is, just like we don't know the true um, hot dog originator. Wait. Many people claim it. So, it's not the Burgermeister Meister Burger? It isn't, From no. the Rankin Bass Santa no. Special? And in fact, we do know... A lot about how the classic sandwich, because in this case it is a sandwich, unlike the hot dog, gained a foothold in America, uh, where we eat billions every year. So a common misconception, Cole, about the Burgermeister Meisterburger, is that the first hamburger was created in Hamburg, Germany. Wrong. While the inspiration for the hamburger came from Hamburg, Germany, the sandwich concept was invented much later. During the 19th century, Hamburg became famous for their beef. From cows raised in the regional countryside, Hamburg beef was commonly chopped, seasoned, and molded into patties. Since refrigerator was not yet available, fresh beef like this had to be cooked immediately. Hamburg beef came with a hefty price tag outside of its native land and was often substituted with less expensive varieties of beef. So, when groups of German immigrants began migrating and immigrating to the America during the 19th century, Many earned their livelihood by opening restaurants in large cities like Chicago and New York. And it wasn't long before many of their menus featured an Americanized version of Hamburg steak. Beef that was minced or chopped and combined with garlic, onion, salt, and pepper, and then grilled or fried. In 1837, New York's Domenico's restaurant offered a Hamburg steak on its first menu. At 10 cents, it was the most expensive item. Twice the cost of pork chops, veal cutlets, and roast beef. A German restaurant at Philadelphia's Centennial Exposition of 1876 served Hamburg steaks to thousands of customers. This is the point where the Hamburg Germany's link to the American classic hamburger ends. The difference between the Hamburg steaks and the hamburgers as we know them today is the bun. Two simple pieces of bread launched the Hamburg steak into nationwide popularity in the mid-1800s when Americans found industrial jobs in factories. So when factories started to uh, grow and, and people moved into the city, people had a short time for lunch. And food carts popped up um, and were often parked outside factories so people could grab something quick, something small to eat. Um, so some of these started to provide Hamburg steaks as an option on their menus. Well... People enjoyed the Hamburg steaks, but they proved difficult to eat while standing because these were just food carts on the street. So you had to eat your Hamburg steak, like think of a steak, (laughs) while you're standing. So at some point, nobody knows who, somebody decided to add two pieces of bread in order to hold the thing. Which is not dissimilar than the hot dog, if you think about it. Genius! I know, exactly. And this is how 
the Hamburg sandwich, the hamburger as we know today, started to grow in popularity across cities and then across the country. In 1921, Billy Ingram and Walter Anderson opened the very first fast food hamburger establishment. Do you know what it was? McDonald's? Nope. White Castle. White oh, oh yeah. interesting. In Wichita, Kansas. Their main offering was small five-cent hamburgers when they encouraged customers to purchase by the sack. So I don't know if you remember, but these were like like little small burgers. Like sliders? Yeah, almost like sliders. And they were, you get them in a bunch. That's so funny. So it was that's interesting. When I went to Las Vegas, there was actually a White Castle yeah. restaurant there. And I have never seen one before, and so I tried it. It was good. So hamburgers continued to grow in popularity throughout the decades, uh, only kind of decreasing with food shortages and meat rationing during World War II. During the war, though, American soldiers brought hamburgers overseas back with them. So you think about the Hamburg steak started overseas, was brought to America. We switched it to the hamburger. Then U.S. uh, GIs, soldiers, took it back to Europe in a new form, in the form of hamburgers. That's interesting. So hamburgers uh, were something that helped them feel less homesick when they were overseas. And then by the 1940s, the McDonald brothers opened up their burger bar drive-in in San Bernardino, California. And then by the late 1950s, McDonald's had sold over 100 million hamburgers. Today, they sell over 75 hamburgers per second. Wow. That's a lot. Today, hamburgers can be found in nearly every part of the world. And they can be covered with lots of different um, choices, as we said, as far as the toppings go. And there are even healthier options that include black bean, turkey, salmon burgers, and things like that. So... Let me ask you a question. We've talked about hamburgers and hot dogs. Which would you guess is the more popular food item in the United States? Hot hamburger. Dogs. Hamburger. I'm guessing that hamburger is going to be big because I mean, all the fast true. food places sell hamburgers. Yeah. I'm switching to hamburger. Okay. The burger market is $73 billion in the United States. The hot dog market is $2.1 billion, So significantly less. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. Americans eat 14 billion burgers every year. We only eat 9 billion hot dogs every year. Oh, only 9 billion. Oh, we only eat 9 billion. 9 billion, that's right. So let's talk about toppings. Each of you talked about a different set of toppings that you enjoyed. Can you name some toppings that probably are in the top 10 toppings off the top of your head? Does that include condiments? Uh, Group condiments is one. Okay. Well, okay, so condiments. Okay, condiments. Num- I'm guessing that's probably the number one. Um, then lettuce, tomatoes, pickles. Okay. Those feel like the big ones for yep. me. Yeah. Like, I would say, I would say mushrooms. I'm not sure mushrooms are in the top I'm ten gonna, now. I'm going to put cheese in there. Cheese. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about cheese. All right, so let's cheese. see. Lettuce, tomatoes, pickles, cheese, condiments. I'm guessing. Onions. It's going to be on there. All right. Okay. I don't eat them, but it's it's going to be on there. So just out of the top 10, number 12 was mushrooms, and number 11 was tomatoes. Really? Yeah, just out of the top 10. So number 10 doing? was eggs. Eggs? Yeah, a fried egg, which I enjoy. Over tomatoes, though. Number 9, chili. I wondered about that, yep. Number 8 is going to start to sound more like you think. Lettuce. Mm-hmm. Okay. Number 7... Beth mentioned this, avocados. Oh, okay. Mm. Number six, chilies, like chili peppers. Mm. Number five, nobody mentioned bacon. I wondered though. Good on oh, everything. Yeah. 
Yeah, cheese and bacon. <laughs> bacon burger, yeah. Number four, pickles. Yeah. Number three, condiments. Number two, onions. Mm -hmm. And number one is cheese. Cheese. Yes. Americans now, like number cheese. Number two, onions. Yes. People like and onions. And number like 11, tomatoes. So Crazy. let's talk about Crazy. condiments, right? So we group them all into one. Can you guess the, I don't know, top two or three condiments? Um, ketchup, ketchup mustard, mayo. Yeah. Okay. Okay, ketchup is number one. Mustard is number two. Thousand Island dressing is number three. Then mayo. Then ranch, relish, and barbecue sauce. Yes, so a lot of interesting choices. A lot more choices are acceptable for hamburgers, apparently, <laughs> than our hot dogs. <laughs> it's interesting because you mentioned that we brought hamburgers back over to Europe. Yeah, in a different form. Yeah, right? in a different form. I remember when I was in Russia, they had American places, American yes. food places, and the main thing they served at American food places was hamburgers. They had different types of hamburgers there. So anytime I felt homesick, I could just go... To, first of all, bizarre being in a place where, like, American food was, like, kind of a novelty food. Yes. Right, yeah. Um, yes. But the hamburger has worked its way back into European cuisine in one way or another, even just as American, like, an American restaurant. Yeah. And I remember having been aware of this situation in the 90s when a number of fast food restaurants were making their way into former Soviet nations mm. right that had recently become free that where they can allow commercial organizations from the united states to come in and the challenge was for a lot of places in the in europe and in other places around the world was they wanted the food to taste like american food but they wanted to use local products so local tomatoes local meat you know, all of a sudden, so they wanted to be able to help their own economies in the area, meaning in their nation or adjacent nations, rather than importing everything. That was kind of a challenge for the McDonald's, Burger Kings, Kentucky Fried Chicken was another one where they could start to have the supply chain of animals and vegetables and fruits in place to match what it would taste like in America, yeah. close to it. And I'd I, say it's pretty close. They did, they did a pretty good job. Yeah. Uh, McDonald's is absolutely humongous in Russia. Oh, yeah. It's huge. That yeah. I just wanted, you know, we were out late one night and wanted to get some food. And there was a huge, there was like one little window open yeah. in this huge McDonald's. And there was a, like one in the morning, huge line yeah. going so out. And when, when a lot of those fast food places first opened in Russia... There was still the dichotomy of... There wasn't a lot of middle class. There was poor and then the nouveau rich, the newly rich in Russia. So when those fast food places opened up, it was primarily the nouveau rich that could afford to eat there or tourists. So, so you, that's why you ended up with those like three-story McDonald's. Exactly. Like palace-looking... Yes. Really nice McDonald's. McDonald's buildings. Right. Exactly. Yes. But still with that uh, kind of intentionally American twist on them right where you want to feel like it's a, a mcdonald's but also have a chandelier <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> so as you as we continue with the all-american summer foods mini series we talked about hamburgers hot dogs what else might be on that list do you think um i feel like uh, corn on the cob is okay. kind of an all-american yep. food corn Ap dog corn dog corn dogs apple yep. pie apple yeah. pie apple pie apple mm -hmm. pie yeah yeah we'll have well we'll have to see what comes next yeah Oh, is it a surprise? It is a surprise. Our future festivities are for the week of May 24th. 
May 24th is Victoria Day in Canada. <laughs> May 25th, Towel Day. Also in Canada? I think all over. No. Oh, okay. May 26th, World Otter Day. Those otters are so cute. May 27th, National Grape Popsicle Day. They're also cute. May 28th, National Hamburger Day. Yes. Just in time. Just in time. May 29th, International Jazz Day. And May 30th, National Creativity Day. You can always follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at holiday underscore moons. On Instagram, we are at holiday moons, one word. You can find us on Facebook by searching Holiday Moons in the search bar. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. And you can email us at any time at holidaymoons at gmail.com. So for Sydney, Cole, Beth, and Randy, Happy Hamburger! Down to Florida, we welcome you to the Sunshine State. They're kicking back and soaking up the rays every day in Florida. I'm in Florida. The sun is setting over Tampa Bay. It's like a Caribbean holiday every day in Florida. We got South Beach, the Dolphins too. Springtime for the Yankees and the Dodger Blue. Golf courses, beaches, it's easy to spot them. You like the Gators? Man, we got them down in Florida. We welcome you to the Sunshine State. A category five hurricane couldn't spoil the day. We got rockets on the east coast Go up all the time place like it that you'd ever find bingo shuffleboard fishing too you see that cat man his hair was blue down in florida we welcome you to the sunshine state we're kicking back and soaking up the rays every day in florida like a Caribbean holiday